Welcome to Dan Dan the Pearman Podcast, brought to you by all things strange, unusual, and unknown in the world. Take a walk with me, your host Dan, as we explore the world of the strange, unusual, unexplained, and the unknown. During our time together, we will look at facts, findings, experiences, and research of current and past encounters. It is my pleasure and passion of the supernatural and unknown that has sparked this podcast to life in a small city in central Michigan. Let's not waste any more time and jump right into today's episode. Episode 3, The Omer Plains. We will explore some back history of Omer and discuss an urban legend over a century old. Have you ever wondered what might be lurking in the dense dark forest along the Rifle River in northeastern Michigan or throughout the clearings within these forests? Look no further as we take a peek into the encounters and experiences of local residents and passerbys of Michigan's smallest city. Omer, classified as Michigan's smallest city, with a population of 274. Omer is located halfway between Standish and Augre, along US-23 in Aranac County. Omer was originally founded in 1866 by George Gorey and George Karskalen, who set up a small sawmill along the Rifle River. Originally named Rifle River Mills, but Karskalen the first postmaster wanted to rename the town to Homer until discovering another town by that name, so he simply just dropped the H, producing the final name of Omer. The city of Omer experienced a fire in 1914 that destroyed 40 buildings. Two years later, a flood curdled rebuilding efforts by washing out the local dam. Omer, Michigan is well known for a few things. One being a spring festival called Suckerfest that brings a large amount of visitors to the area to try their hand at fishing and catching a sucker from the Rifle River, which are very tasty smoked. The Rifle River runs directly through the small city, making Omer a prominent location for the fishing festival. The second thing that Omer is known for is the Cussing Canoeist. The Cussing Canoeist was a man who received a ticket under a century-old law for shouting a long stream of expletives in the presence of a woman and her two young children after he fell out of a canoe on the Rifle River. The city of Omer is also very well known for the legend of the witchy wolves that has been passed down from the Native Americans of the Chippewa tribe who lived in the area before settlers arrived there in the 1860s. They are the ones who passed the legend of these creatures down through the decades. They were believed to be spirit animals, half dog, half wolf, who protect the souls and resting places of the deceased Chippewa warriors. There is at least one cemetery in the Omer Plains and possibly another that, due to decay, and natural forest reclamation 
has mostly disappeared from sight. It is true that there is an old Chippewa burial ground somewhere in the dense wooded area and very well could be one of the two cemeteries mentioned. The whole area is an immense wilderness that the Rifle River cuts right through and the deep desolate woods may give some faint-hearted folks the creeps. The wolves are often referred to as the witchy wolves of the Ulmer Plains. It seems that the settlers from the 1860s came from Europe and brought their own legends and beliefs with them. Apparently back in Europe, witches were closely associated with werewolves because that was the only way they could explain the transformation of a man into a werewolf through witchcraft. Now there are some locals in the area of Omer Plains who believe that long ago Chippewa shamans created the witchy wolves to guard the graves of their warriors and to protect their spirits. In chapter 4 of the book, I Know What I Saw, written by Linda S. Godfrey, she mentions that various eyewitnesses over several decades have described sightings of the fierce, mysterious entities that some believe to be guardians created by past shamans to watch over their sacred grounds. Others say the legend was inspired by sightings of the gray wolves that once inhibited the Midwest until they were hunted nearly to extinction and that modern encounters are just glimpses of a recovering wolf population. The local tales began with some strange and unsettling Civil War era events, said to have unfolded in a small cemetery about three miles upstream from Omer, along the Rifle River. According to one or two articles in the collection of the Aranac County Historical Society, an anonymously written article titled, the Witch Wolves of Omer tells the story of several members of the Marvin and Sally Keeney family who built their homestead near the cemetery in the forested area of the Omer Plains. It was this family's tragedy, says the article, that spawned the Witchy Wolves legend. Linda S. Godfrey goes on to say that she was able to find several experiences described in local newspapers and other historical documents. She continues with The Curse of Scorbitus The great tragedy that befell the Keenies was the death of their son Corwin, who lost his life in 1865 in the notoriously brutal Confederacy POW camp known as Andersonville. Corwin had been assigned to Company H, the 5th Michigan Calvary, and was captured by rebel forces in Virginia at the 1864 Battle of the Trevilian Station. The young soldier's remains were eventually returned to his family in 1895, some 30 years later. The family laid Corwin to rest in Ulmer's Plains Cemetery. Years later, after the Great World Wars, Young people from the surrounding areas would go out to the old cemetery on nights of a full moon and do witch dancing and moon howling in attempts to attract the witchy wolves. The Lover's Lane Massacre The second article is titled, The Legend of the Witchy Wolves, ominously subtitled, Omer, Michigan, Search Continues for Missing Boys. The story begins 
Hundreds of volunteers scoured the bogs, ridges, and swamps of the Ulmer Plains in hopes of finding the two teenagers alive. 17-year-old Clive Robinson Jr. and 16-year-old Stuart McClavey are feared to be dead. Eyewitnesses report that the two boys were taken down and torn apart by wild dog-like creatures. The teens were on a double date and had stopped in the clearing off Tyler Plains Road to do some stargazing under the first quarter moon. After a while, they began hearing sounds like a mewing kitten coming from the woods. Almost immediately, an elderly woman appeared and asked for their help in getting her kitten out of a tree. As the boys hopped out of their car to help her, screams began to reverberate all around them. Even worse, as they took a closer look at the woman, the teens all realized she had the face of a decidedly unfriendly wolf. Other wolves came running into the clearing and began attacking the boys. While the girls took off in the car to get help, the young women soon reached the town and over a dozen men drove quickly back to the clearing, but there was no evidence of either teen. The next day, there was a large search party, almost 300 in total. They found only blood-covered grounds, a few scraps of cloth, and a bit of bone at the clearing. The only other possible proof left behind was a row of five-inch long tracks that looked like wolf prints. The search group showed the wolf prints to a local tracker by the name of S. Mayhem, also known as the Mountain Man, who examined the area four days later and sure enough he found a fresh set of wolf tracks leading down into the swamp. He set nine trained hounds after the tracks but only three came back and Mayhem refused to hunt the wicked wolves of Ulmer after that. On November 13, 1975, nearly 50 years later, two deer hunters found a belt buckle partially buried in the clearing where the alleged attack had taken place. The belt buckle was engraved with SM, and one of the hunters was sure the initials stood for Stuart McClavey. Writer David Kalsick grew up in northeastern Michigan and attended Pinconning High School in 1970, which is about 20 miles south of the Omer Plains. By that time, the legend of the witchy wolves was common knowledge among teenagers. Driving to the old cemetery road with friends or dates was still standard and a frequent form of entertainment for young people. Kalsick wrote an article for Strange Magazine number 15 about his own experience among the Whispering Pines. Him and his friends made the trip twice during his high school years, but he mentioned that him nor his friends could ever work up the nerve to exit their vehicles. Their understanding of the urban legend was a little different than that of the citizens of the 1860s, mentioning that the invisible spirit dogs that guard warrior graves would attack anyone foolish enough to venture out at night on foot. The spirit dogs may have been invisible, but very much not silent. As the group of high schoolers heard the hideous, high-pitched, laughing bark that seemed to ring out from every direction in the pitch-black forest, 
there were stories about other friends of his who had the nerve to leave their vehicles and who have had experiences like being knocked to the ground by unseen growling forces or having their vehicles scratched and dented. As the years passed and the legend still made its way through the ears of kids in the area, in the 1990s, a lady by the name of Lindsay Russell attended a nearby high school, had her own experience with ghost wolves. She mentioned when she was still in elementary school, while picking apples from her family's orchard along the Rifle River, she caught a glimpse of a pack of dogs crossing a road over a nearby hill, describing them as huge, two-dimensional black shadows. Even though she was frightened at the time, she blamed her imagination for the encounter, until about 15 years later, when her boyfriend spotted the same huge black shadow dogs in the same area. Lindsay Russell then said, The legend is very much alive. While numerous other encounters have been witnessed along the Saginaw Bay area, even throughout other areas north and south alike of the Omer Plains area. These creatures have been described as huge black shadow dogs or black shadow figures, followed by a laughing bark or growl. Being a Michigan resident most all of my life and being a frequent visitor of the Standish and Omer area, I have not yet experienced any run-in with the 1860s Chippewa tribe folklore or urban legend, but I also have not yet set out to hunt for the witchy wolves. I have had enough of my own weird encounters in the Saginaw Bay area near Standish that personally I won't say the witchy wolves don't exist because my belief says that anything is possible. If you ever make your way through the northeastern Saginaw Bay area of this beautiful state that I call home, and you are brave enough, take a quick detour down Jose Road in Omer, about two miles north of US-23. The cemetery is on the right, or if you travel down Michigan Avenue, just west before Hull Road, you will be in the Omer Plains area. But I do suggest not going there alone. If you have ever had any experience with the paranormal, UFOs, urban legend, or anything else unknown, please reach out to us and send us an email describing your experience for a chance of getting your story mentioned in a future episode. Thank you all for tuning in to Episode 3, The Omer Plains. And if you are interested in hearing more from Dan Dan the Paraman, Please like and follow us for more fun facts, findings, and experiences of current and past strange, unusual, and unknown encounters. You can like and follow us on any of the streaming platforms we are on, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Deezer, Amazon Music, and more. You can also follow us on Instagram at DanDanTheParamanPodcast. Check out our website at dandantheparamanpodcast.buzzsprout.com or email us at dandantheparamanpodcast at gmail.com You can also find all this information in our show notes as well. Tune in next week for another great episode of more fun facts, 
findings and experiences of current and past strange, unusual, and unknown encounters. <laughs>